With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From the banks of the Charles River, this is Reporters Roundup. Bringing you the stories, making news right now on WBZ News Radio 1030. WBZ News Time 1230, 27 degrees, some clouds in Boston. Good afternoon, Infrared Fritz. I'm Doug Cope, and welcome to Reporters Roundup. Here are stories making news right now. I'm Karen Regal on Washington Street in Dorchester. A multi-alarm fire destroys at least three businesses. Former top White House strategist Steve Bannon on Capitol Hill behind closed doors. I'm Stephen Portnoy at the White House. I'm Chris Fama. This isn't the Patriots and Jaguars' first rodeo. The Dow speeds to 26,000. How far can it go? I'm Tracy Jonke for Bloomberg Business. And the Dow is up 146 points at midday at 25,949. This portion of the news brought to you by Toyota's official website for deals, buyatoyota.com. Well, Boston fire crews are battling a smoky four-alarm blaze in Dorchester's Codman Square at this hour. WBZ's Karen Regal is on the scene, and Karen, describe what's happening there. This is a really stubborn fire, Doug. We saw smoke pouring out of this squat brick building where th- at least three businesses have gone. The Codman Square Market, Mod Liquors, and the XO Restaurant. And that last one is 571 washington street the citizens bank is right next door i'm not sure about the fate of that one but the windows have all been broken out of these buildings water and foam firefighting foam is just gushing out it looks like the storm has already happened here in codman square uh five ladder trucks are up and i've been here for several hours now doug the fire broke out at nine o'clock and i am still seeing flames shooting out of this building here and there as firefighters continue to knock this thing down. A major concern is the billboard over this building. It's up on a steel riser, if you will. It is already tilting in, according to firefighters, and the concern here is that coming down. The roof is pretty much already gone, Duck. And Karen, what are people uh, who live around that neighborhood, who are in the neighborhood, perhaps uh, shopping as well, what are they saying about what's going on there? Well, there is not much shopping going on here in this neighborhood, Doug, because um, a lot of the buildings are closed because of the fire. I mean, you've got signs up on the windows that say closed because of the fire. I talked to one woman who's lived here most of her life and says that it's a shame. She says these are beautiful buildings. She says they're part of the history of the neighborhood. She called them old-fashioned and antique, and she said it's unfortunate that this would have happened, but she did add that it's a good thing that it appears, at least at this point, that no one was in the building when this happened. Commissioner Finn did say that it appears that nobody was in the building when this fire broke out, and she said the most important thing is that no one appears to have been hurt, despite the fact that this fire is certainly, I don't want to give the impression that it's a good thing, but it is a spectacular fire to look at, Doug. WBZ's Karen Regal in Dorchester's Codman Square, where Boston fire crews battling a four-alarm blaze. 
Well, another record breaker on Wall Street in the days not over yet. What's driving this latest surge for that? Let us turn to Bloomberg's uh, Tracy Johnkey. And Tracy, what do the numbers look like? And, uh, well, this shows a bull market continues on Wall Street. Now, Doug, uh, we can finally say that the Dow 26,000 was here. It's just not here right this moment. It is tough to complain, though, when the Dow is rising to its seventh record of this year. It's up 145 points at 25,948, only 50 points away from that 26,000 mark, Doug. Now, of course, the big question is, how long will this bull market continue? Everybody wants to know that, but can can anybody really tell? Can anybody really predict that? I wish I could predict that, Doug, yeah, because me I too. could retire right about now. But uh, analysts are telling us they think this should continue, largely because of the tax cut package from the GOP. Expectations from Wall Street have been high ever since the 2016 election, and the tax cuts just began this year. But since last Friday, a handful of companies, including J.P. Morgan Chase, United Health, Citigroup, have been forecasting even larger than expected windfalls from the corporate tax cuts. And there's still a lot more of this to come, with hundreds of companies scheduled to reveal their fourth quarter profits and update their 2018 forecasts over the next few weeks. Yeah, I wish I could predict the future. Everybody does. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Bloomberg's Tracy Johnkey. On the Ring Central Newsline, parents and victims of former gymnastics doctor Larry Nasser are speaking out at a sentencing hearing today directly to him. He has been convicted of sexually assaulting young female gymnasts and is currently serving 60 years for child pornography. He is now facing sentencing after being convicted of seven cases of assault. Now, Jade Capua, still a minor, addressed her former doctor directly. He can walk free and radiate the strength that we have gained from your horrific acts, something you will never be able to do. More charges against gymnastics doctor Larry Nasser, this time from 2016 Olympic gold medalist Simone Biles. Now, ABC's Ryan Burrow has been following the story. And, Ryan, what are these latest charges? Yeah, so Biles joins with uh, fellow medalist Gabby Douglas, Michaela Maroney, Allie Raceman. She released a statement yesterday uh, saying that I, too, am one of the many survivors that was sexually abused by Dr. Larry Nasser. She said, for too long I've asked myself, was I too naive? Was it my fault? I now know the answer to those questions. No, no, it was not my fault. No, I will not stand I will not try to carry the guilt that belongs to Larry Nasser, USAG, and others. This is very unique because uh, she's in a position where she is still heavily involved with USA Gymnastics. In fact, she plans to compete in the 2020 Olympics. So for her to come out uh, and uh, it, it represent this and, and everything that Dr. Larry Nasser has done uh, kind of puts USA Gymnastics as an interesting spot. Dr. Larry Nasser is going to spend the rest of his life behind bars. He's going to die in prison. Uh, he's already been sentenced to 60 years. Uh, these charges are being brought, the sexual assault charges and abuse charges. He's going to get more time tacked on. He's already in his 40s. He's probably going to die in prison. And, of course, Boston area gymnast Allie Raisman, as you, me you mentioned her, she's among those who has leveled charges in the past. And impact statements being read today? They've carved out four days in the sentencing hearing just for impact statements. Uh, that shows you how many people were impacted and affected by this man. 140 so far have come forward. Uh, we do not expect to see any of these uh, U.S. Olympians to participate directly in this process. Uh, many of them saying that uh, it's, it's just too difficult for them. They, they didn't want to show up. They 
didn't want to deliver this because they didn't want to open up all wounds. USA Gymnastics has released a statement saying they're heartbroken, sorry, and angry. This is following the Biles comments. Um, obviously, uh, there's some explaining that needs to be done on that end, and a lot of more fingers are being pointed at USA Gymnastics and this decades of allegations. ABC's Ryan Burrow. Thank you. President Trump's former chief strategist Steve Bannon is speaking behind closed doors to the House Intelligence Committee as they investigate possible Russian interference in the 2016 election. CBS's Stephen Portnoy has been following the story. Stephen, we don't know exactly what Bannon has been saying, but what kind of questions do you think he's being asked? Well, he's certainly being asked to expound on his remarks, as quoted in the book Fire and Fury, when he said that a June 2016 meeting at Trump Tower between top officials of the Trump campaign and a Russian lawyer promising dirt on Hillary Clinton would have been treasonous and was treasonous. So obviously members of the panel, certainly the Democrats, will want to know more from Bannon about why he thinks that is and uh, what else he might know about that meeting. He also was quoted in the book or, or elsewhere as saying that uh, he, he believes that it, was, it had to have been that, that the lawyer was brought up to meet President Trump, then candidate Trump, although there's been no substantiation of that. Bannon was not chairman of the campaign at the time, although he was closely aligned with the president and had spoken to candidate Trump um, frequently at that time. He would be brought in to run the campaign in August after Paul Manafort was fired. So fire and fury obviously playing a, a very important role here. I think it, it weighs heavily. We, we got worried that Bannon would have been we got word that Bannon was called up to testify uh, late last week, and that would have been a full week after the first quotes came out in which he said that the, the Trump Tower meeting was treasonous. CBS's Stephen Portnoy, thank you. All right, on the Ring Central news line, let's go to the aceticket.com sports studio. There we find WBZ's own Chris Fama. And Chris, kind of a quiet day at Gillette today, but of course we're eagerly anticipating Sunday's Patriots, Jaguars, AFC Championship game. But these guys are no strangers to each other, right? No, old drinking buddies. Yeah, yeah. Now, the two teams, they've seen each other before. It's a long time ago, I know. But you remember the preseason, they squared off against each other very first game of the season back in August 10th. And during that week leading up to the scrimmage, the two teams conducted joint practices. So they are familiar with each other. But at the same time, in that game, there was no Tom Brady. Jimmy G was the starting quarterback. Uh, and actually did pretty well. Yes. And Leonard Fournette, who was a 1,000-yard rusher for this Jaguar, team which led the league in rushing this season he only had nine carries in that game seven carries whatever it was so it's it's good the Patriots have done this before and you look at the type of teams that they generally do it against the Saints Houston big physical disciplined teams so that's a way to prepare yourself for all the hitting of the regular season the other thing too is none of these teams are in the AFC East so you don't give away too much when you're doing these practices but the Patriots came away from that they knew that this was a good team I mentioned tops in the league and rushing. They're also the top sack defense. They have an excellent young secondary. Maybe a little bit on the cocky side if you listen to what Jalen Ramsey had to say. We're going to the Super Bowl and we're going to win that. We're going to win that. But at the same time, they're good enough so that maybe he does back those words up a little bit because this is what Matthew Slater said about the Jaguars. These guys are going to be good. And Jalen Ramsey, he's elite. And this will be the best football team that we've played. All season long. But one way or another, even though the teams are different, they still know each other, and they're going to watch a boatload of film, so they're going to know what to expect. WBZ's Chris Farmer, thank you. 
A California couple has been arrested on torture and child endangerment charges after one of their daughters escaped from their home and told deputies a dozen siblings being held captive by her parents. Now, CBS's Steve Futterman has been following this tragic story. And Steve, tell us more about the facts of this case. Well, the 13 children, the, the young woman who escaped and her 12 siblings, range in age from 2 to 29. We believe they were held captive for a number of years. We should learn more as some of these details emerge later today, but we believe they were held for a number of years. When authorities got to the home, they found some of the children, not all of them, some of them chained and padlocked to beds. Uh, There were, like I said, a wide range of ages. There were seven of them who were actually young adults. What was very bizarre when we discovered this is that many of the neighbors we spoke to in the last 12 hours or so say they never realized these children were that old. Their growth apparently had been stunted by by malnutrition. Even the one girl who escaped, the 17-year-old girl, police say when they found her, they thought she was only 10 years old. So there were a number of issues going on in this family. Why they were doing it, we have no idea. Now, Steve, this story is really amazing. And as you say, it's apparently been going on for years. How come no one knew about this until now? Well, neighbors say they always thought something unusual was going on, but they couldn't pinpoint anything. You know, just because kids don't come out that often, uh, you don't call police for that. Uh, Just because kids seem to be pale because they don't go outdoors that much, you don't call police for that. Uh, You don't call police for any of these things. If you put everything together, maybe you do call authorities and say, I wonder what's going on there. The children apparently never went to outside schools. They were homeschooled. In fact, the home was registered as a school with the father being the principal. So apparently the school-age children did go to school inside the home. On the Ring Central Newsline, this began as a social media prank, but it is serious stuff. It is the Tide Pod Challenge. Now, I'm not sure what this is, but ABC's Jim Ryan has been following the story. And first off, Jim, yeah, what is this Tide Pod Challenge? First of all, what's a Tide Pod? It is a a pod of laundry detergent made by Tide. Mm -hmm. Uh, You buy it in the grocery store. You drop these things into the laundry. Uh, There's also a pod that's used in dishwashers made by Cascade, and and I'm sure other companies have uh, similar products out there. Well, uh, somebody got the idea. Somebody, uh, you remember the the challenges that were going out a few years ago? From that, it it morphed into something less uh, constructive. People were, uh, kids especially, were taking mouthfuls of things like cinnamon or pepper. Uh, Now it's gone into this, something that's really hazardous. Kids are putting Tide Pods into their mouths. And not even necessarily biting into it. I mean, it's water soluble. So as soon as they put it in their mouths, they start getting some of that chemical in there and and they react to it. Uh, They put the video that they take with their phones and post it on social media in hopes of getting likes or tweets or thumbs ups. How widespread is this? Well, unfortunately, it's it's fairly widespread. It's something that a lot of kids know about if they're tied into social media, and I think that's just about all of them. There have been 40 calls to poison control centers around the country, and I suspect it's even more than that at this point, placed by people or parents or somebody who saw this happening, and uh, you know, uh, they, they got themselves into trouble uh, with this chemical in their mouths. Remember last year, there were about 10,000 calls to poison control 
uh, placed regarding children under five who mistook those pods for candy and put it in their mouths. So Tide specifically changed the packaging, made it a little less colorful uh, and and more difficult to get into. But uh, so, you know, they tried to solve that issue. But now you've got people intentionally putting these things into their mouths. ABC's Jim Ryan on the Tide Pod Challenge. Thank you. And as Rod Fritz would say, another reporter's roundup is in the books. Got to thank Kate Gallagher, our producer-editor. Feel better, Kate. Also, Brian Goo, Antonelli, Behind the Glass. I'm Doug Cope. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.